Good morning. It's Friday, December 18th. I'm Lucas Dixon, and here are today's headlines from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Presented by the Salvation Army. In a year with fewer red kettles, help rescue Christmas for the most vulnerable. To give, ask your smart speaker to make a donation to the Salvation Army or donate at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Our top story. Coca-Cola is cutting about 500 jobs in Metro Atlanta, nearly 10% of its local workforce, and eliminating others around the world, the company said Thursday. The Atlanta-based beverage giant is letting go of about 2,200 employees around the globe, 1,200 of them among its U.S. workforce of 10,400 people. The slimming down isn't a big surprise after Coca-Cola announced in late August it was planning voluntary and forced job cuts. Most of the voluntary separations locally have already taken place and are included in the 500 job cuts. But it highlights Coca-Cola's continued challenges after more consumers began scaling back on sodas and other sweetened drinks in recent years. Those struggles have been exacerbated by the pandemic as fewer people visit restaurants, triggering some of the worst financial results in the company's 134-year history. In politics, nearly 76,000 new voters registered in Georgia since before the presidential election, enough to make a difference in the U.S. Senate runoffs if they turn out. The number of new voters was revealed in an updated voter registration list purchased from the Secretary of State's office by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. These voters signed up before the state's December 7th voter registration deadline and are eligible to participate in the January 5th runoffs that will decide control of the Senate. They're overwhelmingly young, with 56% of them under 35 years old. Some are new Georgia residents, others just turned 18. None has a voting record in the state. In all, there are a record 7.7 million registered voters in Georgia. The 76,000 new voters signed up between October 5th, the deadline to register to vote in the November general election, and December 7th, the deadline for the runoffs. In other news, for weeks, Georgia's Republican Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger has defended the state's handling of the presidential election and criticized those who have continued to push massive amounts of misinformation about widespread voter fraud. He has fought back against unsubstantiated claims in the face of blistering social media attacks from defeated President Donald Trump, calls for his ouster by powerful Republican officeholders, and death threats to his family. Yet, even as Raffensperger has offered assurances that the election was fair and honest, the secretary has helped fuel suspicions about the integrity of Georgia's elections through imprecise and misleading statements about his office's investigations into allegations of illegal voting and violations of state election law. Much of the confusion about his office's investigations started at a November 30th press briefing, in which Raffensperger said, We have to remain vigilant, as he announced what seemed like a wide-scale dragnet to run down various claims of election fraud. He said that his office had 23 investigators, with more than 250 active investigations from 2020. And finally, an 18-year-old college student from Loganville was sentenced this week to four months in a Cayman Islands prison after pleading guilty to violating a strict COVID quarantine mandate in the Caribbean territory, according to several news reports. Skylar Mack and her 24-year-old boyfriend Vanjay Ramjeet were sent away Tuesday morning after a judge set aside an earlier sentence by a lower court that entailed a $2,600 fine and 40 hours of community service. 
An attorney representing the couple criticized the punishment as too harsh, although the four months to serve was reduced from 15 months due to the guilty pleas, Cayman News Service reported. There is no way that it can be right that a custodial sentence is imposed for a first-time offense on an 18-year-old defendant who entered an early guilty plea, said Jonathan Hughes. That's all for today. Check back each weekday morning for more from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution or go to AJC.com. Have a great day.